What's up, fam? And today we're going to be going over the top five fat loss accelerators and plateau busters. You know what? Let's just get right into the boogie. And before I do, let me tell you right now that my heart is absolutely with you. If you haven't already, please feel free to join the 21-day transformation challenge. Um, it's absolutely free. I'm giving it to you, you know, just really just in the hopes to help save as many lives and help save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have, which is type 2 diabetes, because I sincerely believe... You know, the faster that we lift one another up, right, the faster we save lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families, and the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever, all right? We, and we do that together. So this is all for you. This is all love. I'll tell you right now, I do uh, I do offer like a $37, uh, you know, uh, program in there. Um, obviously, no one's getting rich off 37 bucks. More than anything, it's really just, um, it just helps me pay for the resources that keep everything from the site alive, the, you know, the podcast going and stuff like that. So anyway, let's get right to the boogie. Before I do and say another word, um, two quick things here. Number one, um, look, I am not, you know, Mr. Uh, you know, science wannabe know-it-all diet guru guy. I am not. I'm a regular guy. In fact, um, you know, what probably makes me different from all those folks wrapped together is that um, I actually live on the front lines. Okay, I'm not like talking about it. I'm not, you know, reading case studies. I don't have like a million and one patients. Um, no, I'm living with it myself. And um, that being said, um, you know, I'm only speaking from experience and. The other part of that is, look, at the end of the day, we all know that everybody's body is a little bit different, right? So please do not use any of this information to treat, diagnose, or cure type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition. There's any and all changes to anything, diet, exercise, whatever, medicine, whatever, must and always come from your doctor's care, all right? I'm literally just, like I said, I'm literally just pouring my heart out. Um, really just more than anything in the, in the hopes to save as many lives and help us save as many families that deal with type two. So anyways, enough of that juju. Now that we got that out the way, let's get down with the boogie. Okay. So a lot of this stuff, super kind of common sense and super contrarian, depending on where you are at in your journey. So number one, here's a weird one. Okay. My number one fat loss accelerator and plateau busters. Are you ready? Here you go. Here goes. Stuff your face. I know it's going to sound crazy, okay? But here, let me give you a little story, a little bit of context, okay? So basically for me, I was basically the fat kid since I was like the age of nine, okay? And I diet after diet after diet after diet after diet after diet. And I literally got to a point where I'm just like, oh gosh, I found myself doing the same patterns, okay? And one of the most famous patterns that you'll probably see on dang near any diet is this, and maybe you've experienced it or maybe you've heard about it. Here it goes, okay? It's called a plateau. And not only is it called a plateau, here's what typically happens. So we start on this new diet, whatever it is, and we lose a bunch of weight. And it's like, woohoo, 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 right? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, what happens? The weight loss starts to slow down, starts to slow down a little bit more, right? After like two weeks, you know, we lose all this crazy vanity weight, right? And then after that, maybe like a month or so, maybe even a couple of months, but somewhere in there, depending on the person's body, right? Depending on your body, sometimes it starts to plateau a little bit. And then that's when we start to do things like fine tune, right? Which is still totally cool. And uh, what ends up happening is like, we're okay, like our body weight starts to plateau even more. We start doing more and it plateaus even more. And then next thing you know, we start 
cutting calories. Now, long story short, here's where that happened and really kind of dawned with me. At the time I was doing, and you may have heard the story, at the time I was doing keto and um, I got really fat adapted. And one of the beautiful things about being fat adapted is that you don't go hungry, right? You're running on ketones. And so I would do these extended fasts, you know, and then on top of that, I would, um, I learned from this guy named uh, Greg Gallagher on Keno Body who does not do keto. However, he taught me about intermittent fasting and all these different ways to push the window. And so what I was doing, I was drinking a lot of black coffee, which I still love to this day. Um, however, here's what happened. Okay. So I started to measure my calorie expenditure. I wore a heart rate monitor and I tracked my calories and I started and I, I was hitting macros, hitting macros, hitting macros and like, and my, my body fat or at least my body weight, if you will, wasn't going down. And I was like, man, I plateaued to be totally honest. I lost the vast majority of my weight doing, um, doing paleo and slow carb and, uh, something else that we're going to talk about here in a second that really just helped me fast forward a lot of that stuff. But anyway, um, when I was doing keto, I started, you know, exercising more and trying to put myself on a slight calorie deficit and it wasn't going anywhere. And I started doing it more and more and more and more and more and more, literally to the point where I started doing two a days. Okay. I started doing two a days, which are working out twice a day. And my, um, if you've ever seen any of my YouTube videos, um, I can burn a lot of calories by doing a little bit of work simply by doing like, you know, intervals and high and driving my heart rate through the roof. Anyway, um, I would do that over and over and over. And one day I hadn't eaten and I was about to work out again, do my second workout fasted. And you might be thinking, oh, yeah, you know, like, you know, freaking diet guru X or whatever does this all the time. Right. And that's coming from typical. A lot of times it's that's cool. However, everybody's body's different. Right. So it literally got to the point where um, I, my, my weight loss wasn't going anywhere. Long story short, I went to go pee. It felt like I was peeing fire and I didn't have any blood ketone strips, but I had the blood um, or the pee strips. The second my pee hit the strip, it turned black. Okay, like my ketones must have been like the size of basketballs or something because it hurt when I pee. Like it burned like on fire. Long story short, I got scared and then I kicked myself out of ketosis. But essentially, here's what was happening. I was only eating like 1,800 calories a day. And there would be days where I would burn right through that. Like I can easily burn. One of the beautiful things about going low carb and even keto is that um, it trained me or I learned how to burn a lot of calories fasted. Um, I can easily burn 1,800 calories in a single workout if I wanted to, you know. Um, but in the same breath, like I'm doing two-a-days and I'm pushing my window out and my weight loss was going nowhere. It's stunted. If you've ever seen the uh, the show, the, the Biggest Loser, okay, if you've ever seen why they don't have any any reunion shows, right? Like feel free to Google it. It's because these folks cut their calories so small, so much with so much extreme dieting on calorie cutting that by the time they have like one or 200 extra calories, it immediately turns to fat. And that was down the road that I was like headed. 
Okay? The goofy thing about that is I didn't need to go down that road. Okay? Um, in fact, um, when I was talking about the mo- when I w- lost the most weight, okay, it came from um, actually like doing paleo, slow carb, and here's the thing. Calorie cycling. Okay? Stuffing my face. Um, I'd kind of like forgotten about that when I got into the keto thing. And here's what I mean by that. Um, there was a time where I started to study everyone from, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman to, um, like bodybuilders and athletes. You ever see like athletes, you ever notice that they have like a on season diet and an off season diet that they cycle, right? If you've ever seen like a bodybuilder that they cycle with their exercises and they cycle with the way that they're eating, right? If you've ever spent time doing paleo, they always talk about circadian rhythms and the act, the natural cycle of eating throughout the seasons, right? And I was like, wait a minute, like, you probably might know in the fasting world, if you've ever done like in the low carb or fasting of feasting and fasting, right? Or fasting and feminine or fe- uh, feminine and feasting um, or famine and feasting. And so where you're basically going through periods of lower calorie, periods of higher calorie, right? Um, actually, I'll give you a free resource. Um, actually, a couple of them. Um, one of them is going to be um, a zigzag calorie, uh, calorie calculator. Okay, feel free to look that up. Zigzag calorie calculator. This hit home with me when I remembered buying this thing called P90X. Right, if you've ever done P90X or Insanity or any of these Beach Body workout home DVD workouts or whatever, what they do is they basically keep switching up the exercises and they do what's called body confusion. So your body never really catches on so it can't really plateau because you're always throwing something new at it right well this is basically the same thing and we're doing it with calories okay so the beautiful thing is that if you're in a low carb diet if you're doing keto or whatever you can still calorie cycle okay the way that i was originally introduced to it um, is actually with cheat days and being a type 2 diabetic i didn't know any better so i did a lot of damage and i wish i can go back and maybe cheat change that you know, for non-diabetics, it's phenomenal. You know, um, even if like there's so, I mean, I'll give you some other free resources. Eat this, not that. Um, you can also look up a, a lady by the name of uh, Lady Boss. She helps ladies get shredded. Okay. And they all have like a cheat day. And here, if you want the science, the nerd science and like all look up all the Google stuff, you might think, this is crazy. And you're thinking like, why are all these people getting away with it? Like, why did bodybuilders show this to soccer moms? And like even older people, and it's working like gangbusters, right? It's I'll tell you why, okay? Um, the two hormones you want to look up is are leptin and ghrelin, okay? Leptin, L-E-P-T-I-N, and ghrelin, G-H-R-L-E-L-I-N, I believe, okay? So anyways, leptin and ghrelin, and those are uh, two different types of hunger Hormones. So basically, here's what's happening. Whenever we try to, I'm gonna give you the layman's version. I might be off by this, but basically, here's here's essentially what I've experienced over and over. Okay, um, because when I say this whole stuffing my face thing, yes, I'm a type two diabetic. Yes, I did damage, and you do not need to do it with junk food. Okay, you can still perfect example. The reason why I talk about um, easy A1C foods and like eating like I'm at the fair. Okay, that's part of the reason why. Number one, I don't want to sit there and be all calorie counting. And number two, like, you know, I want freedom. And number three, like, I'll use these calorie spikes with foods that don't spike my blood sugar 
as part of my calorie cycle. Okay, um, it might sound really weird. However, if you're following, um, you know, on Instagram um, or even on Facebook, um, I did a post where on my birthday, um, you know, with this whole COVID nineteen thing, um, normally we go to a really nice restaurant, right? Something on the water or whatever. Um, this year, if I could be honest, I just ate foods off my dream list, you know, things that like, I wish I could have. Um, and that was, um, some Vietnamese food and some Mexican food. Now I love Mexican food. I'll eat drive, you know, burritos, tacos, and stuff like that, um, without the tortilla. But this time I ate the tortilla, you know, um, a lot of times I won't have pork, but I ate pork, you know, and, um, I'm I definitely did a little bit of, uh, danger or damage management there. I did take some, um, you know, some melatonin that I had laying or not melatonin, but some old, um, metformin that I had laying around. Okay. I'm definitely not trying to like kill myself on my birthday. Right. Um, but in the same breath, here's what's funny about that stuffed my face like a champ, literally like disgusting style. I'm not even gonna lie. Okay. The next day I didn't put on any weight. Okay. Um, I'm just being real. Um, a lot of times when I would do this, um, if I could be real, real, I would normally put on when I was doing it like the super, super crazy. Oh my goodness. Are you crazy? Um, like when I say, when I say that, let me put it to you like this. I have, uh, my brother-in-law, Joey, he, at the time was walking around about four fifty, and we would have, we would get together on Saturdays. I would make it a point when that was my cheat day to out eat everybody. To the point where people are like, oh, you're gross. You know what I mean? And you might even be thinking like, oh, you're gross, right? But if you've ever heard of some of my other past um, you know, recordings on like some of the things that I used to um, you know, break a lot of my food addictions, as weird as that sounds, that was one that helped me. And, the, and you might be thinking like, no, Davis, I don't want to go out and eat you know, a bunch of ho-hos. Um, no, I'm not saying that. Okay, what I am saying though, now if I could go back, would be to stuff my face with something like, um, you know, a pastrami cheeseburger, pastrami chili, che or double cheeseburger, not chili cheeseburger, but because a, a lot of times they're going to have like, uh, like flour in there, but um, something really, really high in like a protein. And if I am going to have carbohydrate, a bunch of vegetables, right? Go like eat something that I would eat anyway, whether I'm on a diet or not, right? Pack myself to the brim to where I am, dang, you're going to throw up. And if I am going to slip and be, you know, halfway human and you have to have that ho-ho or whatever, have that at the very end when you're about to throw up anyway. And what's weird is that association of being nauseous to that food, you know, because like, you know how like we grow up and we have um, through our this journey with food, we have these emotional and um these movies, these emotional movies, these rational movies that play in our head, like I have to have this food or whatever, you know, whether it's something that we grew up with. And sometimes it's a, it's a feeling to the, to the mouth. It's a feeling to the belly. It's some weird, uh, you know, firing of dopamine in the brain that causes us to have this attachment. Well, if you flip that on your head and you're feeling gross and you're like, you know, about to throw up and that's the last memory you have of that food, it's kind of like, the tequila thing, you know, if you've ever been to you know, college or something like that, and you had that one tequila experience, you might know what I'm talking about, where you're like, oh, the next morning, you know, you're like, you're throwing up and your head spinning, you're like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, that, you know, um, anyways, not saying that you have to go there, just being honest in the fact that, you know, that's what I did um, to break those habits. But as far as fat loss and plateau busting, okay, stuffing your face and using calorie Cycling.
okay? Calorie cycling. Feel free to read up on that. You're going to find all kinds of stuff, everything from athletes, um, you know, bodybuilders. You might be thinking like, I'm not even a bodybuilder. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, Some of the best people in the world are using this stuff. And then what they've done, these trainers are taking it and they're showing everyone from soccer moms to like grandmas to overweight people and all this other stuff. And like I said, if you want to see proof of it, um, you know, you look up like people like Lady Boss, um, look up people like Tim Ferriss, uh, Tim Ferriss, I think it's like hashtag like cheat meal. Um, I lost my first 75 pounds doing that and nobody could see how I was losing weight. Okay. Not saying that you have to eat goofy food. Like I said, going back, I would eat foods that work well with my blood sugar that allow me to stuff my face and not do any damage. Okay. So stuffing your face and using calorie cycling. Okay. Zig zag calorie cycling. Okay. Um, again, there's like different uh, calculators you can use online where if you hit your, you put in your current weight, your age, your, you know, your, your gender, um, and then you put in your goal weight along with, um, you know, um, like the type of exercises or how much exercise you're doing per week. There are calculators out there that'll say, Hey, you know, if you just kind of like, you know, teeter totter your calories up and down, it's nothing radical. I'll tell you that much. Um, it's usually like two or 300 calories, right? Two or 300 calories. And on certain days, you're going to go a little bit lower. And on certain days, it's going to spike up maybe like 500. Okay. Um, but yeah, super, super simple. It keeps you from going down that, you know, biggest loser path of putting yourself into some weird spot where you find yourself trapped. Um, that sucks. I did that myself. And yeah, that sucks. And um, yeah, anyways, that's that. So on to number Two, which is if you're trying intermittent fasting, which I'm a huge fan of, okay? Three things to consider there. Number one, stretch the window, unless it goes too extreme, right? So you heard about me pushing my window, pushing my window, doing two days, and my my uh, my, my weight completely plateaued, started cutting calories more and more and more, made no changes. I'm definitely not saying that. However, if you're doing, let's say you're doing, uh, you know, like let's say you're at 16 hours, try 18 hours. If you're 18 hours, try 20 hours. Try a full 24-hour fast, you know? Um, If you have a healthy relationship with food, maybe try bringing that out. Maybe a day and a half, maybe two days, depending on where you're at in your journey and what feels comfortable for you, you know, and what makes most sense. Um, Another thing there is actually alternating the types of fasting. Maybe you're doing, you know, like a 16-hour, and then maybe you stop for two days, and then maybe you do a full 24-hour, right? Using more of this zigzag, more of this changing effect. You're going to see this uh, this type of theme, if you will, throughout all of these tips. And these are things that I use all the time, okay? If I fall off the horse, these are things that I use all the time, okay? If I'm trying to like drive back down, these are things that I use day in, day out, all right? Um, if you're, depending on when you're listening to this, um, my journey, I started out at about 320, 317, 320, okay? Um, right now, if you saw my post online, um, I actually put on some weight. So I used to walk around at about 202, right? Kind of slipped, went goofy, put on about 20 pounds. Um, I've lost about, um, actually about 24 pounds, 26 pounds. I've already lost about 14. And mind you, um, I've eaten goofy a few times in between. Okay. And I post this stuff online if you want to see what it looks like. You don't have to be all Mr. Perfect. 
Um, in fact, I think that we all just maybe sometimes need to use uh, better tools um, and easier tools, if you will. Um, so anyways, um, alternate your fasting and then sometimes get this one. Stop fasting. You know, um, inside of my journey, uh, for me personally, I've seen this one work really well. Where I went, I would, I literally would do like an eighteen six, and then I did eighteen six, and I went to like a you know twenty four. You know what I mean? Like a twenty hours fasted, four hour window, and um, yeah, I would just do this over and over and over and over and over. Felt good. Um, definitely served the body well, but in the same breath, again, when you start to monitor things, you start to look at things, and sometimes. Um, it's, it's good to stop looking at things, you know, just so you're not, you don't become obsessive. Um, but yeah, at the same time, um, there'd be times where I would, again, plateau, my weight would plateau and I would stop, you know, fasting and I'd maybe just eat, you know, regular. Um, I usually don't eat that much breakfast anyway. So I'm almost like a, a semi faster now anyway, just after doing fasting for so long, once in a great while I'll have breakfast, but not, it's not really all that often, um, at all really. Um, so yeah, you know, um, but still sometimes I'll go ahead and have something sometimes in the morning to make sure I'm outside of that fasted window. And then when I do it again, um, the body kind of like feels reinvigorated, you know, sometimes I'll drop a couple of vanity pounds, you know, um, not even when I don't put any on, you know? Um, so yeah, cycling, 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 plateauing basically is us doing the same thing over and over and over, which really kind of helps us for a while, right? Like building a routine is priceless, right? However, um, it's like second grade sometimes, right? Sometimes you got to go to the next level, right? And sometimes you just got to like get off the boat just to get back on. And, you know, next thing you know, you're kind of like flying forward that much faster, okay? So yeah, stretch the hours, okay, on, on the fast, alternate the fast and sometimes even stop for a little while. All right. And that is that. Um, tip number three. <coughs> Pardon me there. Tip number three is going to be upping water and sleep. I can't begin to tell you how horrible I am at this. Okay. And how detrimental it is. Um, water and sleep are so simplistic. It's anywhere in this journey. Um, you know, because the vast majority of like all the reparative things and all of the, a lot of the adaptations happen when we're asleep. So giving our body the ability to do that and staying well hydrated is priceless. Um, I'll tell you right now, there's times where I would, I got to a point some, at one point, at one time where I would just force fudge myself to working out regardless of how I slept. Guess what happened? Yeah, man. I plateaued, you know, that whole rocky thing, especially for us as type two diabetics. And we have um, issues with cortisol, right? The stress hormone. Okay. That stress hormone is the same one that if we stress out way too hard, it causes what? It causes fat accumulation. Okay. Um, If you've ever seen somebody that's skinny fat, right? Who goes to the gym all the time. And they're doing all kinds of cardio and it's just like not really going anywhere, right? Yeah, I'm definitely, um, you know, I'm definitely um, guilty of that. You know, 100%. I'm not talking down to anybody. I'm saying that looking in the mirror. Um, I'm saying that in the hopes that, you know, you don't, you would see where I would make some mistakes. 
you know, and then that way you'd be like, oh, hey, like here's where D messed up. Uh, maybe it's going to work for me. Maybe not. However, at least maybe you'll have like a little chip, you know, a little bit of uh, a little um, a little inside info um, or at least, you know, something that can keep you from going down a weird, dark, goofy path um, just to have to crawl yourself out of a hole. All right. Um, and really quick, that said, let me take a really quick swig of water here, not to be dramatic, but here goes. All right. Now, here's another one um, that had really kind of helped me a lot. Um, and I'm actually seeing it more and more with type 2 diabetics and non-type 2 diabetics. So um, basically, it's switching up, um, you know, uh, changing the diet around, you know. Um, and here's what I mean by that. Like, you know, like I was saying, like a lot of times we're eating the same way, doing the same thing. When I was hitting macros over and over and over, hitting calorie counts over and over and over, and my body plateaued, okay? Obviously, I should have upped my calories by like 200 calories or 300 calories, zigzagged them a little bit, and then maybe even have a, a huge calorie spike, okay? Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, on the calorie spike, let me let me tell you something about that. So these uh, hormones, leptin and ghrelin, they work on cycles, okay? So essentially what's happening there, and the reason why a lot of these um, fitness people um, and, you know, if you ever look up calorie cycling and calorie spiking or even cheat days, you'll notice it's one day a week. Okay. And essentially what's happening there and forgive my layman's term of it, but basically what's happening is, is our body, when we start to lose that initial weight doing any diet, it's like, Hey, this is awesome. Right? Like we're just dropping weight. But what ends up happening after like, you know, like a week or two is the body's like, Hey, we're not eating as many calories anymore. Slow down the metabolism. Slow it down. Slow it down. Slow it down. Right? And that's what's happening. Right? That's exactly what's happening. And then what happens is, is what we're doing is right when those hormones are sending that signal to the system, okay, we slam those receptors back the other way with a bunch of calories. Okay. Um, if you, if this sounds weird to you, then cool. Don't believe me. It's fine. You know, um, I would actually encourage you to do a lot of homework. Um, you can look everywhere from bodybuilding.com. Um, you know, lady boss is another good one. Um, Dr. Hyman, um, the, um, the chief of the Cleveland clinic, right? If you ever heard of his books, his podcast, um, he actually has a post on it, right? If you want to lose lose weight, eat more. Um, and he talks about that too there as well. Um, not so much as far as, I think, calorie spiking, or maybe he might. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot. Um, one of my first YouTube videos, I throw in like, I think something like half a dozen um, articles on it. So if you want to watch it, um, you know, feel free to watch it. It's uh, It's one of my old, 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 old ones there. Um, but yeah, I literally just like throw a bunch on the screen. Um, and so then that way, if you want to like look them up and read them, feel free to do so. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really good information out there. Um, so anyways, switching the diet around, let's go back to that. Um, so I'll give you two examples. Let's start with one that is diabetic, type two diabetic. Um, my buddy James. Okay. My buddy James is training to run the Boston Marathon. Type 2 diabetic, if you've seen his story, 1,400 blood sugars, okay? Like how this guy was even conscious, let alone alive, is a miracle, all right? On top of that, lost, I don't know, 100 and 
I think 140, 150. He's over 150 pounds now. And completely turned his life around. I met him, ironically, in a keto Facebook group. Ironically, neither of us do keto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, which is funny. Um, and here we are walking around with normal blood sugars, you know. Um, and anyway, I was looking at one of his posts. Feel free to follow him, by the way, if you want. James Rappaport. Okay, James Rappaport. Love that guy. And um, if you see some of his posts that he has online, he's type 2 diabetic, you know, he's having beer. Um, in one of them, he had a really delicious salad. And on top of that salad, he had some ahi tuna. Along with that ahi tuna, guess what he had? He also had some, I think they looked like pot stickers on his salad. You know, um, guys in wonderful shape. Okay, we met in a keto, uh, you know, Facebook group. Okay, that meal was definitely not keto. Okay. The flour and the pot sticker, I think like one alone is probably like an entire day. Okay. And not like he had like a whole bag or something like that. But no, you know, a few in there. You know, nothing crazy dramatic. You know. Um, which is a huge reason why, again, a huge reason why I'm just a fan of um, just getting to understand your body and and, t- and taking your time, you know. Um, knowing your actual numbers in and around food will free you from dieting. And it's not a quick caveat here. It's not a it's not a pass or fail thing. So much of me on this journey was me brainwashing myself, thinking that like my A1C tests were like, you know, tests that I would take in school. Right, where it's like, hey, if it doesn't hit this, you know, you're a failure. You know what I mean? Like, pass or fail, you're an idiot. Or, and it's not that at all. Because I did the vegan thing and that blew up in my face. And then I went up completely on the opposite side of the scale, zero carb, and that blew up in my face. Just to find out that, like, I'm a type 2 diabetic where if I eat pork, it's going to spike my blood sugar. Okay, when people were telling me about the whole keto thing and I was like 100% um, into it, and I still am a big fan of it, don't get me wrong. I thought to myself, I was doing the zero-carb keto version, right? And I'm like, well, they call it carnivore now, but I guess I'm dating myself calling it zero-carb. But um, I was like, I'm, I still I still want to hit keto macros, right? So what better way to eat a pig, right? Like fat and a little bit of protein. So anyways, yeah. Um, and my, my blood sugar, my blood panel blew up in my face. My blood sugar was high. Anyways, at the end of the day, the easiest way to free ourselves from that is to literally just get an, get an understanding of where what our numbers are in and around food and it's not a pass or fail thing it's literally us eating something and us tipping our finger and our body saying like all right here's what you ate and here's what the numbers are and like oh all right cool and you can actually just taper around that it doesn't have to be anything dramatic um in fact um i started testing in and around like different exercises and i found that hey look like if i ate a little higher on my carbohydrates that I used to be super paranoid about or whatever. And even say like, you know, garbage is garbage or whatever, you know, like, no, man, like vegetables are not garbage. You know what I mean? Like, no, you know, um, no. And granted, like doing immature stuff like that one time helped me. It still helps me to this day. Um, you know, like I admit all the time I do immature stuff. It doesn't have to be that hard is all I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, I ended up finding out like in and around different exercises that certain exercises like a walk or even like breathing exercise like meditation can actually drop blood sugar. Um, and if you don't believe me, test. Okay, super, super simple. 
Um, yeah, that, that being said, like, hey, if I slipped and I just ate real quick or went for a walk or like, you know, did something like that, um, I didn't have to be paranoid, you know, um, you'd be amazed what a five or a 10 minute walk can do. Anyways, um, another version of this, a uh, huge shout out to my buddy, Caleb, um, you know, um, doing keto forever. And then all of a sudden he's like, I had to switch it up and he ate corn one day, you know, and he had this big corn on the cob with a steak. You know, which I'm, if you haven't already known, like, you know, summertime barbecue, man, steak and corn, so good, right? Obviously for us, it's kind of bad. It can be really high in, you know, certain sugars, depending on our tolerances. Maybe we can have a little, right? Some people can't have any, whatever. It's all good. You know, I'm not, there's no judgment there. It's our body, right? You know what I mean? Like we're all good. It's just our bodies all react a little bit different, you know? Um, And so, yeah, sometimes you just got to change it up, you know, Um, that oh my goodness, breaks, plateaus. I can't even begin to tell you um, how much I use that now to this day, which is why I use the easy A1C style of eating, which is that allows me to go from everything from zero carb, higher in vegetables to eating, you know, Mexican food, not the burrito with the tortilla, but obviously, you know, taking all my favorite toppings and dumping it all on the salad or whatever and stuff in my face. You know, I eat like a regular person. When we go out to like a restaurant, like people can't tell that I'm eating to control my blood sugar whatsoever. You know, it's super, super simple. I don't have to ask a million questions or anything like that. Super simple. Okay. Um, Anyways, changing that stuff around. Okay. Thing number five, if you can probably already tell if you're switching up the food is switch up the exercise. All right. Um, Go for a walk. Maybe try intervals. Maybe try resistance training. There's really good bands. They're very inexpensive that you can get online or even like in a regular store, right? These different bands and sometimes bands with a bar where you can basically almost do like, you know, like mini weightlifting exercises. And they have them with um, rubber bands that are like anywhere from two to like, I don't know, like 50 pounds. And by the time you stack them, right, it can be four pounds or maybe even 200 pounds or 400 pounds or whatever. But yeah, super, super simple stuff. Very easy on the joints. Um, You know, allow you to work at your own pace. Resistance training is a phenomenal way of exhausting, an easy way of exhausting and burning out a bunch of blood sugar. Um, Maybe it's walking or maybe even it's working in the garden for a little bit. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's just stretching and warming the body back up. Or sometimes maybe if it's even yoga, okay, it could be really, really simple. Um, I'm a huge fan of just getting out, oxygenating the blood and letting that blood hit the brain. Okay. Let that happen for like five to seven minutes at, you know, whatever pace feels good. Keywords, they'll just go with feels good. Okay. And tell me how you feel. All right, like let that oxygenated brain go at the pace that you like it and just tell me how that feels. Okay, it feels phenomenal. All right, and look, I'm gonna give you two. I know I promised you five, that was five. However, I'm gonna give you two bonus tips. Okay, so bonus tip uh, number one, or if you wanna say tip number six, um, as far as you know, uh, fat loss accelerators and plateau busters is getting away from processed and GMO food. This, my friend, is the foundation. Those two things, processed, getting away from processed, you know, chemicalized foods and GMO foods. Doesn't matter what diet you're on. I don't care if it's vegan, keto, zero carb, Mediterranean, paleo, 
Pritikins, Atkins, uh, the Zone Diet, you know, South Beach Diet, thirty Whole30, whatever. Okay, Pescatarian, Mediterranean, whatever. Okay. Those two things you're going to find across the board. And it wasn't until I found two books, if you want to feel free to look them up. One is uh, by a doctor by the name of Anne-Louise Gittleman. Okay. Um, and it was, I think, the Fat Flush Detox, where basically she's just saying, hey, look, like everything from the chemicals in the air to the, the chemicals that they put in the body. Um, and another person I actually want to thank is uh, Abel James. When I was doing paleo, Abel James, fat burning man, um, his diet, the wild diet, right? Um, yeah, basically, long story short, here's just the common sense of it all. If we look at all these different chemicals, okay, and we look them up one by one, they, they cause everything from excess water retention, excess fat retention, they slow down the metabolism, they cause cancers and like ulcers and rats, like, you know, probably don't want to eat them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, I mean, that's pretty much common sense, right? Um, so anyways, that's that. Um, the other thing there is supplements. Okay. Supplements. Now I'm not trying to hawk supplements on you whatsoever. Um, and I'm definitely not saying that I'm perfect. I kind of on and off with my supplements, but yeah. Um, you know, if we can, um, because our bodies change as type two diabetics, they don't necessarily operate like a non-diabetic anymore. Right. Obviously. Right. A huge thing that we can use here is to make sure that we stay on top of our supplementation game. And again, I'm not going to be, I'm not, uh, promoting any particular supplements. Um, you know, you can try an easy multivitamin. Okay. Um, you know, vitamin D3 is really good. Um, you know, whatever I'm, um, supplementing on the average, I'll do anything from some, um, cinnamon capsules. Sometimes I'll do berberine. Okay. For a long time, I just did nothing you know, uh, from like nothing, nothing. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, whether it be a little bit of like, you know, garlic oil or, you know, vitamin D, um, you know, maybe even like some B12 or something like that. But yeah, there's a lot of different, um, you know, supplements that can help us out there. All right. Do your research and do what feels good to you. And again, any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm not giving you any dietary advice, um, any medical advice. Do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose Type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I don't practice medicine. I don't practice guitar. I don't even practice Spanish. All right. Um, I'm just a regular guy living on the front lines sharing what's worked for me. Um, anyways, I absolutely hope that serves you well. My heart's with you and go ahead and crush the day. Later. Look, if you've stuck with me this far, just so you know, I'm actually recording this in my daughter's room. And right next to me, if you may have heard her snore in the background, is our beloved puppy, Chloe. Check this out. It must be hard. Anyway, love you. I'll see you in the next one. Later.